What's up, everybody? Welcome to the very first State Champs Football Forecast Podcast presented by Lawrence Tech University. Believe this, for the first time in 70 years, Lawrence Tech has a football program. You can recruit yourself if you think you've got what it takes to play D2 level football. This is Oakland County's NAIA football program. Season kicks off Sunday, September 1st at home versus the former club national champs, the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. So we're going to start the rivalry right there. Lawrence Tech is located in Southfield at 10 Mile and Northwestern Highway. Tickets available now at ltuathletics.com slash football tickets. The forecast is also brought to you in part by the Michigan High School Athletic Association and Hungry Howie's Pizza. My name is Lauren Plant, executive producer, host here at State Champs. I have got three of high school football's finest to break it down, talk about it. We're going to do it 14 weeks this year. We've got the football forecast premiering every Wednesday. I'm sorry, every Thursday at 3 p.m. And State Champs Extra Point Mondays at 5 p.m. So let me welcome them, bring them in. First, Scott Bernstein. What's up, my man? Hey, man. We're in a DEFCON 5 mode right now, counting down the less than 24 hours before kickoff. Greatest time of the year, baby. Greatest I, time of the year. I think he can pick you up. I don't think you need to actually grab the mic. We actually have to do a little mic share here. Just, just. I, I think you're good. You I'm can, so excited. Yeah, I'm you can. Any, yes. Picking anything up in the Yeah, room. you can turn it towards you, and okay. it will be totally fine. Yeah, uh, we're in the middle, fine. Yeah, it's all. It's all good. We've we've got uh, we got good sound here, so we're still working some things out. Sean Belizean, what's up, dude? So this is great because we've now. Of course, we love everything you do for us in hockey. Thank you. Uh, but obviously, you are huge in high school football as well. You still do live play-by-play yeah. of football. So we're glad to have you here, man. No, it's a pleasure to be here. And I'll echo what uh, Bernie said. This is really a situation to me where I got up this morning. I had to be up early in the morning. It smelled like college it felt football. Like fall. I kept, yeah, I kept waiting for the pigs to be flying around. Right. But yeah. uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, that's the day. I know, absolutely. So Matt Mowry is now a part of the state champs team. For those of you who watched the preview show, you know that uh, he was there breaking it down, and uh, he is going to be here with us all fall. Hopefully, he's going to be with us full time from here on out. Uh, Tom Markowski is stepping aside, still going to help, still going to write for us. In fact, he's doing cover the, the games, cover the Muskegon yep. Warren LaSalle game, right? Let's get the best one in the state. Yeah, probably. exactly. Well, of course. He gets to cherry pick whatever he wants. Uh, So Tom will still do some writing for us, but as far as rankings and as far as kind of managing our journalism staff here, which we want to grow and bring in more young people and all of that, uh, Matt Mowry is here. And you may have known Matt, uh, who wrote for, uh, as a Tigers beat writer for many years, he did covered high schools extensively for the Oakland Press, worked with Scott Bernstein, as well as other papers in your lifetime. This is a new lifetime for you here, but again, one more time, welcome. Well, thank you, and it's it's been a long journey. I mean, if you've seen me at a game, you probably if you think you've seen me at a yeah, game, yeah. you probably have. I've been yeah. around everywhere, all over the state, Alpena, Mount Pleasant, yep. you name it. I've been all over, and so it's it's fine to actually land here. And uh, like you said, it feels like fall. It feels like football, and it's good to get going. Absolutely. So for those who were big fans of the radio show we had on 97 won the ticket the last couple of years uh we loved it too uh got kind of annoying when we didn't know what time we were actually going to start sometimes we get pushed to you know depending how long the tigers were going and stuff uh but it was fun i know we reached a whole new audience a lot of people out there who maybe wouldn't have normally uh even known who we were but uh we welcome you to listen to this you can consume it at your leisure we're going to be diligent about making sure thursdays at three you want to 
chime in and check out the forecast, you can. Mondays at 5, that's where you get Extra Point, the recap show. Uh, so, again, I think you'll find this is a better program. And, again, you still get to watch it. So it's still a webcast, kind of like we were uh, at 97.1. So, uh, again, this is a new thing. This is what we're doing. This is the where everything is going. You can consume us on every platform you can find. So let's just do this. All right, so here's what's happening. We're going to have uh, several segments that we'll do here. We're going to talk about uh, the best matchups at the PKC here in our first segment. In our second segment, we're going to talk about the Hungry Howie's Mr. Football race. We've already had to make changes. In, this is historic. Before even the first football game. <laughs> and the reason why is because at State Champs, we felt that the linemen in general just never got enough play to be able to actually compete and win the award. It was virtually impossible. Right. I mean, let's, if, yeah. I mean, let's call, face it. Call like it is. Yeah. And yet we have got so many fantastic offensive, defensive linemen, linebackers Stacked. in the state. Uh, it's it's unreal. And, and this actually, and Matt reminded me of this the other day, that this this is nothing new. No, yeah. we've, we've been put, we've been churning out phenomenal guys in the trenches for years, and uh, we need to create our own award for them. We're calling it the State Champs Anvil Award because uh, they bring down the hammer, they take their lunchbox to work, and they get it done. And uh, first pick know. in the draft a couple of years ago, Eric, yeah, Fisher. Eric Fisher, absolutely, Stony Creek, yeah. and, and the Grave Digger Gilbert Brown, yeah, uh, yeah. the World Champion Packers back that, in the nineties. That's so right. A couple that that's come right. The, the Grave Digger, and not only that, look who we've got, and we'll talk about it. So I won't get too crazy now, but look at we've got as far as recruits right now coming out of here. I mean, it's mind-boggling it's, how many it, good linemen yeah, there we, are. Carnival yeah. of riches, yes, yeah. absolutely. So we're going to talk about that award that coming up in our second segment, third segment. Alan True, twenty-four-seven Sports, is going to be back with us. Of course, he covers all mid. West football recruiting. He is uh, going to participate uh, on our state champ show or in Michigan, of course, and we've just started an Indiana television show, so you got to check that out. But Alan will be with us. He's going to talk about what's happening in recruiting, and then we're going to finish up with some other big games around the state, and uh, we've got uh, a few to talk about, a four-pack to uh, kind of edit out. So that's what we're doing. Let's get into it, boys. Let's get into uh, what's happening at the PKC. Uh, this year is the 14th running of the PKC, and uh, there are some fantastic games uh, right off the bat on Thursday. I As know always, we yeah. expect nothing less yep. from the Detroit Sports Commission. Ex Zenith. Exactly. So uh, for those who want to uh, take part in that, I would highly recommend it. I think we got some really good matchups this year. It starts with the first one. Yeah. I mean, to me, you know, Oak Park was one of those teams that really made a lot of noise, and a lot of people are going to be watching them this year. Everybody talks about the quarterback, rightfully so. This is a deep team. I yeah. think especially on the defensive side of the ball, guys, maybe people are overlooking that. And that's no disrespect to a great quarterback. And and, and you understand why everybody talks about him. Yeah. But I think on the defensive side of the ball, the, the, the linebackers, the secondary, boy, that's where they can make some noise this year. Well, it's like, you know, Dewan Mathis is the quarterback he's talking yep. about. He's going to Ohio State. And, and what's scary to me about him is I don't think we've seen him play his best football. We right. definitely he, he's have six not. five. 215 runs a 4445. He's got an arm like a howitzer. Uh, I think he's still just kind of scratching the, uh, the surface of his potential. Mm -hmm. But talking about defense, obviously, people know about Mathis. People know about Justin Rogers, the five star yep. offensive lineman uh, who's getting a lot of SEC interest right now. But yep. Enzo Jennings, Corner. the best cornerback in the junior class right now, uh, already has the SEC schools. Uh, uh, you know, their tongues are wagging. They're talking yeah. Alabama, Auburn, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, and he is just a lockdown presence in, in coverage and uh, sticky fingers, great instincts. 
and, and and he's got speed galore. So you know he he's the guy that's really leading that secondary that Sean was talking about. Yeah, it, this is a team that obviously is is senior led, but they do have some really. Uh, I mean, Justin Rogers is only a junior, uh, and that they've got another kid, Antoine Perkins, who's new coming up. People talking about him, five ten, two eighty defensive line. Yeah, 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 for, for sure. You know what's interesting about Dewan Mathis too is last year he shared time. The last you know, two years, he's yeah, really. shared time with yeah, Corey Graham, right. who's now over at Harper Woods with Rod Odom. Yeah, and and oftentimes, the games I was at, it was Graham who was making the plays and looked better than DeWan. So, you know, I'm glad that now it's DeWan's team. This is where he's going to have to be. It's it's time for Greg Carter. This is his ninth season. It's time. Greg Carter was the coach at DePores, for those who remember, in the 90s. In fact, he won three in a row at one point. And an um, Inkster. Four state, yeah. Four state yeah, and then Inkster. Yep. Yeah. And then went to Inkster, yep. got the yep. two state championship. Yep, yep. yep. didn't win it. But yeah. this is it, this is the time for Oak Park to finally, yeah. uh, I th- I, I'm i sure that they're saying, to get over the hump, you know, because they have a lot of celebrated players. And uh, But again, Utica Eisenhower beat them last year yeah. Yeah. at the PKC, yeah. 24-7. So uh, what do we know about uh, Chris Smith? He's already in his seventh season there, which is a surprise. Best uniforms. I love, I love <laughs> yeah. those uniforms. Yeah, the Seahawks. Dating yeah. back to when they were on that run in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, but, Ike, you know, you, they're the, you know, part of the – They won the MAC Red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, 11-1 like last year. The class of, of Macomb County football and uh, a level of consistency and pride you're going to see. Game in, game out, snap in, snap out. Uh, Chris Smith, like you said, uh, is just does a really great job leading the troops and, and producing not just great football players but really solid young men. All, all the guys that I've ever interviewed uh, um, and, or covered off of Utica Eisenhower have just been real – uh, high grade individuals. They've got eighty five kids on the roster. <laughs> that is a big, a big they, team. They've got a billion kids in the school. They, they might as well. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the biggest schools in the state. Yeah, but they yeah. talk about participation yeah. in football. Right. They're all playing for for yeah. Chris Smith. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Uh, and and they may not have the the highly touted recruits that. No. Oak Park does, but they still have solid football players. And they got speed, mm-hmm. and it's it's a lot of it, size. Got, speed and depth. Size on the line. Right. Yeah. Yep. yeah, There's a lot of pride. You mentioned the word pride, Lauren. There's yeah. a lot of pride when you got OAA white, Mac red. That's just an oh, added yeah. bonus, man. That's yeah. throwing some sizzle. That's some on spice there. in there. Yeah, there's no nope. question about it. They're going to have their work cut out for them in the Mac red this year if they're going to pull it off. Chip, we know Chip Valley. Chip Valley right is now right there. Chip yeah. is the runaway favorite uh, in, in the Mac right now. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about them, you know, yeah. at, at a later date. Yeah. But, uh, you know, obviously, you can never overlook teams like Ike and Dakota. No. Yeah, yeah you can, and even Romeo, who has uh, made strong moves uh, in the past. And I think War- is Warren Mott still in the red? I don't know. I have to look, but uh, they they were they were. Yeah. I don't know if they still are. So, all right, let's move on over to the nightcap on Thursday, which is going to be our main event on State Champs. Remember, State Champs, the high school sports show, airs every Sunday at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. And uh, we are going to be featuring the Detroit Catholic Central Wald Lake Western game, which, again, should be well attended. And, uh, again, two powers that are meeting, uh, I believe, for only the third time in their history. Last time they played in a, I believe it was a district final. 99. I'm looking at it here. Oh, I'm sorry. 2013. Yeah. 2013. They played 99 district finals, 2001 state semis, and the 2013 D1 districts. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing because you almost feel like you're disrespecting CC when you say it's CC. Okay, we can yeah. move on. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, the machine, 
Wild Lake Western is the story here because I think we all know how talented they are. But when you're talking about bringing a new coach in, yeah, is right. it isn't as easy as snapping your finger. Although there's familiarity there, there's no doubt about it. You lost a guy that did a cr- tremendous job, and we wish him all the best out in Arizona. But right. that's going to be the big question. You know, how quickly can he bring all that talent together? Because make no mistake about it, Wild Lake Western's loaded. Yeah, yeah. Alex, yeah. Alex Grignan coming yeah. over from. From South Lyon. Before that, he, he helped turn the uh, turn the tide over at Lincoln Park. Yeah, um, I think the the best thing that turn I, the tides is strong <laughs> word, but they got to win momentarily. They yeah, didn't have uh, you know the historic losing streak um, that they had. I got you. They made the playoffs. That you know you're right. Yeah, they did so, make mean, the they, playoffs. So that's uh, for for Lincoln yeah. Park. Yeah. No, that is players, definitely true. I think the, the what I took most out of my conversations with Coach Grignon on the offseason yeah. that I think is going to serve him incredibly well, as he said to me, he said, Bernie, you know, I, I can't say what's going to happen in a couple years from now, but right now I'm walking into a, a situation where I got a Cadillac, yeah. and I, what don't fix what's, what doesn't need to be fixed, <laughs> and I'm going to let these guys do what they've been doing. There's some uh, you know crossover from from Coach Zadebski's staff, and you know I think he's going to keep with what these guys are comfortable with, and then maybe try to you know put his uh, handprint on the team after this group of of juniors and seniors. Uh, you know, leave. Well, and if there's a guy who knows what that feels like in the world, he's standing on the other sideline. Yeah. yeah. And Dan Anderson was in the same spot last week, or last year, excuse me. You know, you never want to be the guy who has to replace the guy, because that's hard. Yeah. Expectations are so high, and no one knows that better, like you said. That CC machine, you don't want to screw it. You don't want to be the gear that breaks in that CC machine. But in in talking to Dan Anderson, he's the relaxed feel for this year as compared to last year when he said i had a, I had a list this long of stuff that i had to do well this year was he was able to do some of that in january some of that in june and so now he's just got you know he, he's got his as you said with what alex is going to try to do now he can put his stamp on it a little bit and this can become his team so yeah it's 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 a hard thing to do to replace that guy and to live up to those expectations especially when you have a loaded team but he did a great job last year i mean eight and five went to the prep bowl went to Oh, they were a, oh, a, yeah, yeah. a group that was you know a, a sniff away from from Ford Field, and yep, they barely certainly. made the playoffs. Yeah, right. I mean because of the, the Catholic Central or sorry, the, the Catholic, Catholic League, League Central yeah. is is such a rugged conference yeah. that you can go four and four or five and four uh, or six and three and still be a legitimate contender to win a state title. Most right. leagues, you go five and four, you're lucky you're to done. get in the playoffs, and you're right. lucky if you win a game. Yeah, and we'll see too. I think Walt Lake Western still has a terrible taste in their mouth for losing to Livonia Franklin. Yeah, uh, you know, in this, I mean, after we saw what De La Salle did to Franklin, it looked like they didn't even belong there. So, what does that say about Walt Lake Western? You know, before so, uh, you know, Sam Johnson's going to be the Royal Catalyst, the quarterback, Boston uh, College bound, and yep. being protected by Spencer Brown, who's a, a four-star recruit going off to Michigan State. Right, great talent. You know, when we have our Mister Football list revealed, he's on it. Um, because he deserves to be there, uh, but now's the time of where you now take and your talent to the next level, where you become a Ladarius Jefferson in in terms of leading your team and just making the plays that have to be made. I think when you look at this matchup, you see this, you know, it's a little bit cliche, but it's true. You have this contrast of styles that, that it's very enticing, and you, you got this high-powered Wall Lake Western offense with a, a, a great quarterback, great protection, and then a deep, deep 
uh, unit of wide receivers, and then you move it over to the other side when, when you're talking about Catholic Central, and you just got obviously their, their prototypical smash mouth football every year, whether it's Dan Anderson there or, or Tom Mack there. Yeah, and, yeah. and as much as Dan's got to put his own uh, fingerprint on this program, he's still, still going to see so the, yeah. the heart of it's going to be smash mouth. Yeah. yeah. But um, they've but got. But he's going to sling it. They've got. Yeah. Well, they got Marco, they got yeah. Marco Genrich, who's yeah. a, a really yeah. good quarterback. But you, you got those Sir Grindelots, uh, you know, in the trenches. Luke Hendershot yeah. uh, is one of them who I, who I like a lot. Yeah. Kellen and, Adler. Yeah, and then big tight end. who yeah. I really, really like and is a kid who I, I think most likely is going to play lacrosse in college. But in terms of a high school safety, a high school uh, uh, you know, quarterback of a defense from the back end, Ryan Burney is one of those guys yep. from, uh, you know, from the Burney family of mm-hmm. uh, guys that have been uh, you know, quarterbacks, receivers yeah. at Rice. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. also I think of all, all of his brothers have gone on to play lacrosse at the next level. But yeah. this is a guy that is just one cool customer back there, a quarterback in that defense. And I've seen a couple games where it's like fourth quarter, game on the line, opposing team making a run, and Bernie's either intercepting a ball, forcing a fumble, making some call that you know that wins the, the Catholic Central defense, you know, get, get, lets them seal the game. So uh, I'm excited to see Bernie in the secondary versus Sam Johnson at quarterback. Nice. All right, so let's go to the nightcap on Friday at Wayne Stadium. There's going to be Davison coming down here to take on Southfield A&T. Every time we talk about Southfield A&T, it's like, what version uh, are we going to get uh, of Southfield this year? Uh, you again. always know they're going to have mm-hmm. a dozen yes. Division One. college It was like Cast Tech back right. in the day. Yeah. You always knew they're going to have that. The question is how good will they bring it I think Cast Tech still together? has that, but Southfield A&T yes, now yes. is But well, Cast Tech school. figured out how to put it together. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm you're, saying, ta- you're talking I'm about Cast Tech from like the, the early the bu- 2000s. The no, yes. You're talking about like the kind yes. of bugaboo yes. in the playoffs that, right. where maybe what they're, you know, they're advancing in the playoffs isn't commiserate with where they maybe should be in terms of their talent. A little bit of defense this year and look out because they went four and five last year and it wasn't offense i mean they averaged well over 30 points a game if i'm not mistaken Mm. they returned so many on that team as well this is going to be an offensive juggernaut again let me throw the d word in there what's that defense going to be like but i think this is you guys tell me if you agree or disagree i think this is one of those poster child children if you will to make a big jump from four and five to, to oh, winning a right. few more games this year. Yeah, right? I think they can challenge in the OA Red. Yeah. yeah. I think they can challenge West Millfield, Clarkston, Adams. Yeah. I think they're, they're going to be right in that mix. Yeah, getting out of the white was good for them. Yeah. yeah. I will say this, too. Uh, this is the second season now after the merger. Yeah. So now you had a whole season now to kind of work it out, you know? third. I think. No, is it? I think it's just the second. I think last season they had their first. Uh, I, I think, think last the, year. I think it's the third. Is it the third? Okay, all right, all right. I'm sorry. Well, anyway, regardless of that, I think it's an opportunity now for them to really have an identity, you know, as Southfield A&T. Well, yeah, it's no not, longer Lathrop. Chargers and right, Blue Jays exactly. Anymore. Those you're, you know, those kids who warrior. played for Southfield right. Lathrop, they're probably now gone. So it's, I think what's great too is Coach Conley brought on Coach Solomon, who is yep. the yep. Chargers coach, yep. Yep. and he's now a big part of that staff. Right. Absolutely. So, and, and I think the one name to look out, or one of the names to look for with uh, Southland A and T uh, junior quarterback Anthony Romp, uh, coming over from West Bloomfield, yep. he was the backup last year on a, a team, uh, a Lakers team that went to the uh, Division One state finals. He's one of these kids that. You know, it's like that, you know, the opposite of a slow burn. Uh, someone who, you know, gets out of that starting block when it comes to recruiting super fast and gets offers before they even take their really true first varsity snap. I mean, he took some snaps in a backup role and blowouts, but hasn't 
had a had a team hasn't had the reins of an offense, and he already has uh, four or five Division One college offers. So, it'll be interesting to see if he can live up to that hype. So, this will be a new Saginaw Valley League South Division that's going to include uh, Lapeer, Grand Blank. Flint, Carmen, Ainsworth, as well as Davison. Uh, they went 9-2 and two last year, 5-1 and one in the Old Valley Blue uh, last year. And so, uh, again, a new coach. So many new, coach. new coaches this year, which is uh, really... I 45 or something. And really? That was unofficially. Yeah. That was just going yeah. through. Yeah. yeah, it is. All over the place. Four, four exactly. In, this, in the Valley. That so they've alone. got five returners uh, back on offense, four on defense. Cannon Hall is their senior quarterback. He's going to Northwood. Uh, who is somebody that uh, they're going to look to be make? They've got a lot of seniors on this team. Uh, they do have some some kids who are uh, who are coming up from from JV that are expected to uh, you know contribute. The good thing is Davison is one of those programs, and, I, and this is why I wanted to talk about the game because this is one of the games you want to always go to because this is a great high school game. Davison, you know, always brings it. They've got tradition. Uh, they've been in the playoffs twelve of the past sixteen seasons, so they know how to pass it down. That as they rebuild or reload. Uh, they're always going to be in contention, and people don't give credit enough to those Saginaw Valley leagues and how competitive they are. So, you know, you think Southfield might be just, you know, poised to, to romp. I wouldn't go there. Well, last year we had that that crazy four overtime yeah. marathon. 56-54, yeah. Southfield's leading in the, the second yep. half, and Davidson comes storming yep. back. So, you know, that was a crazy game. So I'm sure that that game will be fresh on both those teams' memories. And, right. And uh, The one difference is Tariq Reed is right. no longer back yeah. there for but Davidson and running the ball. Davidson saying goodbye to Coach Zim, yeah. who did, a, uh, did an excellent job yeah, there. Yeah, he did. Had to uh, step away for some personal reasons. Uh, Coach Jacob Weingart's coming in there, taking yeah. over. So, you know, I don't really expect them to miss a beat, especially with a senior quarterback like Cannon Hall, possibly the best name of any quarterback in the state. If, if you're going to have a quarterback, you want to name him Cannon. I believe yeah. he's, he's an All-State wrestler, too. Excuse yeah. me. Mm, there you go. There you go. All that's right. a pretty good wrestling program. Well, when we from. get to Saturday, that's when things are really going to get get hyped, get amped. Uh, I'm going to be personally shooting on Saturday the uh, the Cast Tech and River Rouge game. This is the first time that Cast Tech and River Rouge have ever played. Uh, so this is going to be uh, a great way to uh, kind of kick off what I hope is a rivalry because this is a matchup we want to see in the future now that River Rouge has made a statement. Both teams were state semifinalists last year. How do you see it? You literally are going to have two dozen Division One absolutely yeah. college prospects on yeah. that field. At least two yeah. dozen. Yeah, and so half of them are going to Central. It seems yeah. like I'm going through. I'm like, Coach Bottom better be there because he's got like four kids from each team. It seems like it's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be very exciting to see that amount of talent on one field in one game on in two different huddles. Um, and it's on both sides of the ball. I think the coaches were excited about it too. You know, in in some of the lead up to to the game actually happening, you know, they had the events, and you talked to some of the coaches, and they got that sly little smile on their face because they're listen, Cass and River Rouge. I mean, yeah. there's there's some cred there. There's a little swag there and everything. Sure. So I think they're a little excited about getting together. And uh, Lauren, as you mentioned, I mean, just two dandies on Saturday. Really, there's two dandies. Yeah. And even though we don't know a lot, and we'll get to it in a second yeah. about the other one. Yeah. It, it's still when 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 you when you look at the entire day, oh, yeah. that's what it should be. I yeah. mean, that's going to be a, a big time hype. Yeah. So everyone obviously knows about Cast Tech. River Rouge has been you know really building to something the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Three straight uh, trips to the Final Four out of Division Four. Um, but one of the guys I think everyone needs to keep an eye out for, in addition to their senior quarterback Emmanuel Ferguson, who's committed to Air Force, but on the defensive side of the ball, defensive end. Ruku or Horhoro, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's going to we'll Clem talk about later. Going to Clemson 
And uh, I believe he's the first player from Michigan in at least three or four decades um, to head to, uh, to Tigerville down there in, at Clemson. And yeah. that by itself, especially what Clemson's been doing under Dave O'Sweeney, um, is, is pretty impressive. And he teams with another guy on the defensive, on the, uh, on the, uh, as a rush end, on the other side, Jalen Henderson. And they are one nasty one-two punch of punishing pass rusher, pass pass rushers coming after the quarterbacks. And Cast Tech's got a new one in Sebastian Brown. Right. A lot of hype. Uh, looks the part. 6'3". Uh, great arm. Some you know nice moves with his feet. You know it's it's going to be exciting to see that pass rush and, and a new quarterback and see you know uh, you know them clash. Well, not only that, you're going to have uh, Jerron McKinney, Jerron McKinney yeah. you Special know, teams, in the backfield yeah. uh, looking to you know take advantage of a first time quarterback, especially in a situation like that. I think what will also be very interesting uh, is the fact that he's not going to really worry, have to worry about tossing it around too much. Yeah. he's got two phenomenal running yeah. backs, Jerry in Lou Nichols and Jeremy. Jerry Jerry you know, Jaron's going to Colorado at 45 offers. Yep. You know, Colorado's really surprised. Forty-five he, he gone to a, uh, You know, he's a kid who you know, could have gone to uh, much higher profile programs. Yeah. This yeah. isn't this isn't the Colorado of the of the of the McCartney era right. in the '90s. Darian Higgins, Colorado, yeah, so yes, to yeah. speak. Charles yeah. Johnson yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Westbrook. Yeah, uh, but uh, he is he is just uh, that that perfect combination of power and finesse. He can go up through the tackles. He can cut it around edge. And then Lou Nichols is uh, is a speed merchant. Just committed to Central Michigan, I believe, in the last five or six days. Yeah, so River Rouge line, as good as they are, are going to have their work cut out for it to try to uh, see if they can knock those down. All right, the final day, and this is our final uh, segment. Uh, Talking here in the first segment, we're going to, is Detroit King, so who we are very excited to see what the Crusaders can do uh, this year. Lost to Warren De La Salle in the uh, state semifinals, but De La Salle wasn't going to lose to anybody last year. I think we pretty much know that, although it was a 14-13 game. Cass certainly could have won that game. Uh, they went 11-2 last year, taking on Illinois' East St. Louis Flyers. Now, this team was 10-2. They lost to Chicago Mount Carmel 21-18 in, the, in their state quarterfinals. Uh, they've never played each other. Uh, so I'm glad that they uh, get this going. You know, we have that 300-mile rule here in Michigan, mm-hmm. so you've got to kind of fit within those confines. Hopefully that will expand and ease a little bit so that we can get some more really great matchups with some powerhouse teams in other states against our powerhouse teams. Uh, but regardless of that, uh, I think a lot of people, like uh, we had a few years back when we had Brother Rice uh, taking on... Um, Chicago Brother Rice. Chicago Brother Rice. Yeah, yeah, Chicago Brother Rice. And then we also had... Uh, the team from Ohio. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Saint, was it St. Edwards? Uh, St. Ignatius. St. Ignatius. 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 And Brother Rice beat yeah. St. Ignatius. Yeah. Yep. So um, I just think, you know, it's always great when, a, when a, another team comes in from another state that has a great swag and reputation. And I think King's going to be swagging right back. I think King has a big chip on the shoulder because, Lauren, you mentioned that game against De La Salle. I had the opportunity to call that game. Yeah. And it was one of those games, I'm not joking, that you watch the game and you're like, how did this happen? Yeah. Because, uh, honestly, and I mean no disrespect to Warren De La Salle, but it's exactly what you said. They made plays when they had to and they won the game. You give them total credit. But you kept waiting for King to pull away and it just never happened. And, and, you know, you talk to some of the King guys in in, in the build-up to this uh, through the the PKC and everything and, and look, They've got that chip on their shoulder. They want Division Two back, and it's going to start with East St. Louis. You know, King is just 
it, it, it's it's downright scary to look at that roster it right is. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you're talking offense or defense, on offense, Daquan Finn, three-year starter, won a state championship as a sophomore. He's got Penny Boone, the best running back in the junior class, to hand yeah. the ball off to. And then he yeah. has a wide receiving core that's probably the deepest in the state. Four Division One recruits. Um, in Rayshon Williams, yep. Lemuel uh, Watley Neely, mm-hmm. uh, Jalen McGohey, and uh, um, Daryl Wyatt, uh, and then you move over to the defensive side of the ball. You got a, a linebacker in Rich, Mil- Rich Miller, who's going to Buffalo. And, and to me, this yeah. guy is this guy is a, a Big Ten talent yep. that's going to the MAC. Yep. And then Marvin Grant, best safety in the state, going to Purdue in the secondary. Uh, DeAndre Buford, DeAndre yeah. Buford on the line, yeah. one yeah. of the best junior linemen. So, and if you're if you're East St. Louis, and I know that program's got uh, has got a lineage there. I lived in Illinois for a time being. I know yeah. they were always uh, you know a, yeah. a power in both football and basketball. Aren't they the winningest team in yeah. Illinois history? And, yeah. Illinois Muskegon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like uh, you know I know these guys are obviously coming to play and are you know uh, are bringing the the heavy artillery. But you can bet your bottom dollar, King. Uh, you know the weapons that they have. You know they can go to war with and, and feel pretty comfortable. It's going to be exciting again. Uh, the Prep Kickoff Classic is is bringing it again. Uh, you know I'm so glad that uh, you know they're partners with us here at State Champs. Uh, we've been doing a lot of promotion for them over the summer. We had kind of 14 great plays over the years leading up to the 14th Prep Kickoff Classic. Uh, Wayne State's a great venue. Uh, so again, we encourage you to get out there. State champs will be out there. Uh, again, we're going to have uh, all the games we talked about will be on state champs uh, this Sunday at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. So make sure you check that out. We're going to take our first commercial break. When we come back, we are going to talk about our brand new state champs Anvil Award. Some of the guys we just talked about throughout the last 20 minutes or so uh, are on that list, as well as our Hungry Howie's Mr. Football race. So we got a lot of good stuff to get to. So stay with us. My passion is architecture. I don't want to sit around passively studying. I need to create. In our architecture studios at Lawrence Tech, we collaborate with students, faculty, and professionals from around the world. And from day one, we design using the same industry standard software that architecture firms use. I really feel like I'm designing my own future here. Lawrence Tech, possible is everything. You ready, Darius? Let's do it. Anybody want an autograph? Autograph? We're here for the stuffed crust pizza. Stuffed crust pizza? Hey, who do you think you are? End in the line, pal. Flavor fanatics love stuffing their faces with our stuffed flavored crust. Get one for only $2 more on any large original round pizza. Hungry? Howie's! All right, everybody, welcome back to the Football Forecast. Time now to get into our award show section of the podcast. I feel like we should have some tuxes on or something here. No, we're not giving anything away. We're just, yeah, exactly. Some top hats. There you go, and some canes. Uh, We're talking about a couple of uh, awards that we're doing here this fall. And if you're familiar with State Champs and know what we do, well, you know, for the last, gosh, this is... This is the 11th year of the Mr. Football Award, and uh, Hungry Howie's has been the sponsor, and we appreciate them for the last several years. Uh, and uh, we had a, a list that we put out on the preview show, so maybe many of you already gone there and voted. Um, but 
we kind of came in on Monday and Lubitanti, who's our president and everything, we, we sat down and we, and we talked uh, really honestly about, you know, this award. It means a lot to us. We know it's the preeminent award handed out to uh, the best player in the state. And uh, we're proud of the work that we put into it in terms of our criteria, you know, and how we, we, you know, follow up on what these guys are doing. And we don't just follow stats, even though I know some people think that's all we do. We're visionaries. We gave yes. it to Cody White, and look that, what he did. And yes. <laughs> first year in the green and white. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, my point is we felt that there are so many – dominant offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers that participate in the state, that they should have their own award separate from Mr. Football. So uh, what we'll do right now is I'm going to introduce a brand new award that we're doing here at State Champs. We're calling it the Anvil Award. So, Love it. Yeah, like Love a big, it. like we're just going to have a trophy. It's just going to be in the shape of a big anvil. Love it. Like Wiley Coyote. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and this is for... Uh, the guys in the trenches, you know, and so uh, we are going to, uh, just like Mr. Football, we're going to handle it the same exact way. We're going to have a top 10 list. Uh, we, we've uh, Matt is working on a, a coalition of coaches from around the state because, again, it's hard. What's that? Yeah, we need more. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Uh, if you're interested in that, you should let us know. Uh, but the important thing is that we want to have them who see these guys and evaluate these guys themselves be able to tell us kind of, who they feel should be in our top ten, and they can write in candidates. And 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 again, it will be a team effort along with us. No one here. knows them better than the ones that are game planning yeah. for them. Absolutely, you know when, exactly, it, yeah. when it comes yeah. to you know how you measure it is first step explosion and your footwork and the, the amount of hurries that you either you know do or don't allow. Uh, and those are kind of things you can't just put in, into a criteria. So uh, we'll rely on them and do it as a collective. And what we come up with is what we come up with. You know what I mean? It's our award. So uh, we've got a list now. Uh, our top 10 here as we introduce the Anvil Award is uh, Justin Rogers, Oak Park, junior offensive guard. Logan Brown out of East Kentwood, the senior offensive tackle. Devontae Dobbs out of Be Belleville, the senior offensive tackle. Anthony Bradford, the senior out of Muskegon, offensive tackle. Lance Dixon out of West Bloomfield. The senior outside linebacker, Carson Barnhart out of Paw Paw going to Michigan, senior offensive tackle, Michael Fletcher, the fine defensive end out of Flint, Carmen Ainsworth, uh, you, know, you have to say Rook, Ruku or Horo, Ruku or Horo. The senior defensive end out of River Rouge, Adam Berghorst, the senior uh, defensive end out of Zeeland East, and Marcel Lewis out of Chippewa Valley, the senior linebacker. Uh, that is our first top ten. We do have a watch list of five guys. Uh, and again, you don't have to be a senior to be considered for this award. We've got Rocco Spindler on our watch list. The uh, You know the name, Spindler. Yeah, very well. Uh, the offensive tackle out of Clarkston, uh, Darius Robinson, who we're going to talk about in the recruit report coming up. Uh, the defensive end out of Canton, uh, Braden McGregor, the junior defensive end out of Port Huron Northern, Jacob Wahlberg, the senior inside linebacker from Muskegon Mona Shores, and I think it's Mazzy Smith. Mazzy, I'm sorry, Mazzy Smith, uh, the senior defensive lineman out of East Kentwood. All these guys could easily be in our top ten. These other guys, uh, there's a plethora. Of talent. It's a testament to how good the trenches are in this state now 
that that literally you sent out an, an email to yeah. us asking for the initial list and everything. Yeah, right. You could have put ten names on there, and maybe Bernie had two or three of right. the same. Yeah. I could have put two or three on there. Yeah. Really, there there is so much depth on the line. And what's interesting about it is there are guys that one guy on one side of the line on the on, on the same team, and the other guy on the other side of the line. It's amazing how many guys work in tandem that you could legitimately put both on there. So I'm so glad. I think it's great for the game that you're doing this. That we're doing and this it and have an envelope. Doesn't it speak to the heritage of football yes. in Michigan. Yes. The, it's embedded in the fabric. It is. Yep. The lunchbox, That black man. and blue lunchbox mentality. Yeah. Banging pads. That's right. Getting down and dirty. That's and, right. And, you know, it's, and it's, that's it's what never, wins. Yeah. That's what wins championships. And we're, again, we're going to we're, we're gonna give our props to our, our Mr. Football guys, you know, our playmakers and all of that, because in the end, uh, you know, that's generally what wins. So we now that we've separated it, we feel really good about ourselves that we can talk about uh, the big boys, or as you as you said, it the pretty boys and the big ugly. We don't <laughs> that mean good. that. Yeah. We don't mean that. Uh, but seriously, you know, it is like two different uh, categories, and we can celebrate both equally. So we're Power excited. Power and finesse. That's, yeah. that's yeah. that, that yeah, contrast absolutely. is what football. That's right. what's so and great we're looking about for football. a sponsor for this right now. So if cool. you know if you know somebody who Jump wants on. to you know be involved and sponsor the Amble Award, I think you're going to be doing a really good thing. So let us know. Contact us at statechampsnetwork.com. So uh, real quick, does anyone want to uh, just make a couple comments on uh, a couple of the guys on our Anvil Award who might be kind of front runners right off the well, bat. I'll, I'll and, I, and we won't talk about Justin Rogers and Logan Brown because we're going to talk about them with Alan in our recruit report. I'll kind of take a, a, a step back in terms of not necessarily in the trenches, yeah. but we're talking about linebackers. Yeah. I know the two that we got on there, Lance Dixon from yes. West Bloomfield and Marcel Lewis from yeah. Chippewa Valley, just, uh, you know, for, 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 my, for bang for my buck, you don't get much better sideline to sideline than these two guys when it comes to a, a relentless motor, um, you know, instinct, closing speed, uh, just having that balls of the wall attitude 24-7 yeah. every snap. Lance Dixon, 120 tackles last year on a team that went to the uh, Class A stamp or Division One state finals. Um, is going to Penn State, and then Marcel Lewis had over 100 tackles at Chippewa Valley. He's going to Central Michigan. Uh, there's two guys that are just really, really uh, standouts at, at the linebacker position. Well, and, and you talked about it earlier. When you talk to coaches and you hear them thinking through the process of having the game plan for these guys, I mean, just Mona Shore's coach... Matt Koziak, who's going to have to go up against that East Kentwood team yeah. this first week, yes. he said, "We, I don't think we've ever faced anyone as tough on defense as number 56, who's Basie Smith. Yeah. It, it just a, a terror, and he's trying to figure out, okay, how do we deal with this? And that's that's exactly what we're looking for is that, that kind of, oh, my gosh, this yeah. is, you know, and, and it's not quantifiable. It's no. not something you can put a number on or right. weigh, but it's that feeling of we have to figure out how to deal with this guy, and that's what he's been doing. Are we yeah. going to double-team him? Are we going to triple-team him? How are we going to deal with him and keep our quarterback upright? And that's a guy that he's going to Michigan that is just a terror on defense, whether it just be, you know, whether it be statistically based or just that feeling of he's lined up across from my guard and i got to figure out how to deal with him. Yeah, Smith was in our blue chippers, and we did our uh, our signing day, and in uh, in who we had coming out, and again on the other side, they're going to have to deal with Logan Brown too, yeah, try to yeah. get on his side. So yeah, East Kentwood is stacked, you know. And again, we're trying to as much as we can 
try and av- right spread yeah. it out. Try and avoid number one having guys from the same team. It's right. very easily we could do that uh, in a lot of cases, uh, but uh, also kind of spread it out throughout the state no the question. best we can. So, but again, you know, vote for your favorite. Uh, it will be up on the website next week. It's not going to be this week. We are debuting a brand new, totally redesigned statechampsnetwork.com. That should be up at the latest this weekend. Mr. Football will be there. Anvil Award will be there next week. So just kind of uh, know that where that's going to happen. So uh, let's get to the Hungry Howie's Mr. Football race. And again, we took a couple of the guys that were in that Anvil Award off that list, which allowed us to bring in more. We have a new top 10. I will read them to you now. Uh, Jaron Mangum out of Detroit Castec, the fine running back. Sam Johnson, we talked about earlier in the show, the Wall Lake Western quarterback. Dewan Mathis, we talked about earlier in the show, the Oak Park quarterback. Uh, Daquan Finn, who we talked about earlier in the show, the Detroit King quarterback. Uh, And Allen, we'll talk about him in in the recruit report. Um, the athlete out of Forest Hill Central, Tate Halleck, obviously has great genes. Uh, as his father, you know, as his father be was the seventy third Halleck yeah. to play at State. Yeah, right? think, Isn't that the number now? Seventy three. Yeah. I, I, I think so. Uh, Roderick Hurd is now yep. in our top ten. The fine running back, defensive back out of Farmington Hills, Harrison. Trey Mosley, the wide receiver out of West Bloomfield, we did not have on our original list because we could not leave off Lance Dixon. Now they're on separate lists. So yep. uh, Mosley's in there, and he he definitely deserves it. Julian Barnett out of Belleville, uh, expected to, to really explode this season. Um, I believe it's, is it Devil Washington? Devel Washington at a Bay City Central, the sure wide receiver? It, but okay. He came on like gangbusters in the offseason. Yeah, I know he, he went did. from someone that you never heard of. Yeah. All of a sudden, Michigan State, Michigan are coming in yeah. and, and throwing bits. So that, that's why we put him in there. He's a monster. At six, yeah. I mean, he's only he's only a junior, too. He's 6'4", yeah. 220, yeah. and everybody's oohing and on about him. So he's going to be a guy to watch, not yeah. just this year, but next year as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, and Duran McKinney, the, uh, the athlete, as they call it, at a River Rouge, who we'll see uh, going up against Cast Tech this Saturday. Our watch list is Austin Brown out of Madison, the quarterback, the former Catholic just Central quarterback. to play baseball at Marshall. Yesterday. Uh, wow, yesterday. So, All right, made, that. Has made wow. the decision that uh, baseball's in his future, not okay. the gridiron, but make no mistake about it. Right. This is a kid that could play at the next level at quarterback. Yes. You want to talk about a Sir Swag a lot, a guy yeah. that's got moxie, yeah. a guy that comes into a huddle and just commands that mm-hmm. huddle, yeah. has that presence uh, in the pocket. 3,100 yards, 33 touchdowns yeah. last year. I wouldn't be surprised with thinking how football crazy they are in Huntington. I don't know if you guys oh, have been did, down there. He did tell me that he'll have an opportunity to walk on. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if, if once he saw the You're hype right. down there, you know, I'm going to try this football yeah, thing yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. really is. A, it's a fun experience down there. Yeah, kind of like a Jason Fercasa did, you yeah. know. And uh, also um, DJ Zazula at Wayne State. Yeah. Uh, he now is just concentrating on football, right? I know right. Tristan Jackson yeah, right now is uh, – had been at Michigan State, yeah. the West Bloomfield quarterback, yeah. played receiver at State. Yeah. Now he's at Syracuse. I know there's some talk that in addition to playing wide receiver for the Orange, He'll he might be on the basketball team as well. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and uh, Steve Walker, the uh, running back out of Canyon. And, you know, a lot of people don't talk about Steve, but, you know, he it had a heck of a playoff He's a two-way run. guy. He's a guy yeah. that comes at you from linebacker safety, kind of a viper spot. Really and, good. Uh, had 175 yards. Like the fuse in, 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 the, in the, uh, the, the guy that he's tackling. Yeah, absolutely against uh, Celine when they knocked off Celine last year. Uh, yeah, a real, uh, a real guy that's uh, going to be carrying the load 
for a t- another team with a new coach, uh, you know. So that's going to be interesting. Moving in mm-hmm. for Coach Beckler. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Jordan Anderson out of Harper Woods, the uh, running back defensive back, is on our watch list. Uh, Ian Stewart out of Gibraltar Carlson, the wide receiver safety. Uh, we'll see what he does this year. It'll be interesting. Uh, Downriver, I think the Downriver League in itself will be interesting. I, I mean, I believe Wyandotte is kind of the team to beat, but we'll see. Um, and uh, Marvin Grant, who again, another kink hit, easily could be in our top 10 right now. Uh, we're trying to keep it so that we just have uh, one per school at least to start we're mm-hmm. early on here we haven't even played any games yet so we'll see how it goes and uh i'm, I'm not going to have any problem with slipping in guys from the same team if they deserve i've to be been in so our top high 10. on marvin since his sophomore year and i know over the summer there was some questions about his foot speed yeah and and he went down uh, to some showcase camps and was like oh you got some questions about my foot speed <laughs> yeah. and he ran a four five yeah. four four five showed everyone that hey yeah. that's the last thing you should worry about i'm a big hitter yeah i'm a guy that can uh you know sniff out where the ball's going but believe me i can i can i can cover too yeah so it's going to be interesting so that is how our hungry howie's mr football race is stacking out right now as we head into week one again go to the website statechampsnetwork.com vote for your favorite it will be uh if it's not updated by you know the time that this show premieres thursday at three it will be by friday uh and we'll have all the new guys on there so just get to voting and basically the important thing that you should understand about voting uh and sean's going to join me on tv every week as we'll break down a couple of guys individually is that the top vote getter can never be removed. Mm-hmm. So again, we talk about parity and, and the great talent that's spread throughout. If you believe that your guy needs to stay in the top 10, then vote for Represent. him. Absolutely, and do it often. You can do it as much as you like. And if you do that, then again, he stays in. Now, the auto, the online vote getter at the end of the season automatically gets a chance to Into be the in the final four. And you're in the final four, and you also have a 25% advantage over everybody else to win the whole thing. Just so when we, when we start off. Just starting off. Right now, right you've got yeah, 20, 20%, not 25%. Yeah, 20% right there. And and then if you dominate in a couple other categories when we break it down, well, you know what? You're going to win. And really, I will say that uh, it has played a huge role in our decision-making at the end. And it was the reason. It was the reason that um, uh, my man at Michigan, the wide receiver, um, Donovan, Peoples- Donovan Peoples-Jones did not win. Yeah, because uh, didn't we give it to Cody? Over we gave it to Cody White, and it was because Cody White was the people's champion. Yeah. The vote, that was the the difference when we broke it all down. And, uh, well, Cody White is, is proven that we should get it, although I, I think that Peoples-Jones should have He'll a, have a good year. I think he he'll should have, have a, a good, good year. year. Yeah. People were, I think, I know. kind of unfair they sure are. in the criticism of, him, criticism of him last year. Right. This is a whole other subject about Yeah, it football, is. But. And here's one thing that I'm going to uh, shout out to the guys right now and something that you can expect in further podcasts, and we'll put this on our Extra Point podcast, is every weekend I want you guys to find one former Michigan high schooler who had a, an impact in their college football weekend. And just bring it up, and we'll talk about that Gladly. kid for a little bit. We'll get, we'll get some stats in, and we'll just kind of live down memory lane there's so many guys right now that you watch a game and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I remember that kid. I forgot about that yeah. kid. Because, you know, when you talk about red shirts and how some guys get pushed along, they may not start their football career until two years well, after they graduate in two, some cases. Uh, Metro Detroiters that are going to be in that passing game. Right. DPJ and Grant right. Perry. Right. Yeah. Alex Malzone has two yeah. years left and, of and eligibility, and he's, and he's right starting now. 
at Miami of Ohio, and it seems like it's been forever yeah. since he's been quarterback at Brother Rice. So, uh, so we'll bring that to the table. I think that'll be fun. That's kind of a homework assignment for, for all of us to do that. So we're going to take another timeout. Coming up, the Michigan Student Aid Recruit Report with Alan True of 24-7 Sports. That is next. Today in our final segment of our three-part series on rule changes for the 2017 season, we're going to look at three different items. On passing plays, pass interference will no longer be called when the defender is simply face-guarding the receiver with no contact. The old rule of face-guarding with no contact was a tough judgment call for officials. The new rule, which now requires contact for pass interference, will give us more consistency. Also, in the final two minutes of a half, the team accepting a penalty will now have the option of restarting the game clock with the snap of the ball rather than the referee's ready-for-play signal. This change eliminates the team that is ahead in the score from possibly fouling intentionally to chew up extra time on the game clock. And this is the second year of an experiment in Michigan with a 40-second play clock which starts shortly after a play is over, replacing the 25-second play clock, which was always started by the referee marking the ball ready for play. The 40-second play clock gives more consistency from week to week as it no longer depends on who the referee is. If you want to learn more about game rules or become a referee, go to our website. There's help wanted, just whistle. everyone welcome back to the state champs football forecast we're at our third segment in the show third quarter we'll put our hands in the air and we are now going to get into this week's michigan student aid recruit report joining us uh, just audio today and we don't have them on video in fact we may have some audio glitches but we'll work through that you know this is a fluid situation but we welcome in alan true of 24 7 sports to talk about some guys that are hot commodities or have already recently recently what's up alan how you doing buddy hey doing well guys thanks for having me all right well it's good to have you al all right so we just had our brand new state champs Hungry Howie's Mr. Football list that get updated. We're dealing with some delays here, so just ap apologize if we get uh, a little is discombobulated. But uh, one of the guys that's in our top ten is Daquan Finn, the Detroit uh, Detroit King quarterback. Uh, talk about what's happening with him. Well, he's committed to Central Michigan, but I wanted to bring him up just because I think when we talk about quarterbacks in the state in this class, we often start with Sam Johnson and Dewan Mathis, and for good reason. Those guys are big, tall, good-looking college prospects, and Daquan isn't quite as big as those guys, so I think sometimes he gets overlooked. Right. But during the 7-on-7 seven seven season, in the camp season, I thought he threw the ball every bit as good as any other quarterback in the state. I think he's going to have a huge season for King. They've got a great receiving core, and I think he's going to go to a system in Central Mich at Central Michigan that's going to allow him to succeed in the spread. You saw what they did with Shane Morris last year. I think Daquan uh, brings a lot of different intangibles to the table. I think he's going to have a big, big season for King. Do you think if King really blows up and has an amazing season and say he really puts up great numbers, which he can, that he might relook at opening up his recruitment? You know, it's possible, but I think that, you know, with as many 
Detroit guys and King guys that are committed yeah. to Central, I think so really have a good bond right now. Okay. And cast guys. And, uh, yeah. and cast guys. So yeah. I would say, you know, it's possible, you know, it'd have to be a really, really big school, I think. Uh, all right. Well, let's. Another thing that we're doing now is, and Alan, we basically at State Champs felt there are so many great linemen. We're talking offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers that are so dominant, so great, yet so hard to judge, you know, the intangibles. You know, they don't have stats like a quarterback or a running back. So when we put them in our Mr. Football race, well, what ends up happening, I feel like I'm singing the national anthem here. What happens is that they're just not in the running at the end. And so we decided we were going to create our own new award. We're calling it the State Champs Anvil Award, where we are going to award who we feel is the top lineman in the state. So we've created a top 10 and a watch list. Two guys you want to talk about today are on that list. And uh, we'll start with Justin Rogers, the junior guard out of Oak Park. Well, we at 24-7 have him as a five-star. He was dominant on the camp circuit. He was dominant last season. And, and, you know, he had offers in the eighth grade from schools coming through Oak Park and and seeing him work out when they were going to see Jeremy Hall and some of those guys. So he's been on the radar for a long time. He's every bit uh, of the prospect that everybody thought he was going to be. Looking at Ohio State and Georgia, those are probably the top two right now. I hear Georgia might be inching closer in that race with everything that's going on at Ohio State. I think there's still room for some other schools. USC, I don't think the in-state schools, Michigan and Michigan State, are completely out of it either. But if I uh, had to hazard a guess right now, I would say he's going to end up a Georgia Bulldog. Um, but there's still some some schools coming after him. But uh, as far as on the field, very few guys uh, in the state that I think are as good as him. He stacks up with anybody, I think, in the 19 class. And from what I understand, I don't want to give away too much before the yeah. first game, but I think Oak Park's going to find some interesting ways to use him this year as well. Ah. You know, my, you know just to add a little insight from my perspective, Yes. Um, and I'm not trying to undermine what Alan said, but my conversation with him, which was, I've had a couple conversations, but my most recent conversation about a week or two ago, he was pretty adamant that Michigan and Michigan State are not really in the running for it. Right. Mm. I mean, he said, I don't really want to stay in state. Uh, I want to go down south or possibly to Columbus. So, you know, that's that that could be just something to keep yeah. an eye out for. Well, you know, what's interesting, too, is we've seen, like, we've seen like come in and grab, you know, a lot of great time. I think there is an appeal to going down south, and there's nothing wrong with that. So what do you think, Al? No, and he's, you know, Kentucky was his first offer. So he's right. he's been looking at southern schools for a long time. He's, you know, close friends with John Kelly, who was who played at Oak Park. So he's always looked at Southern right. schools. And, and so when I said Michigan, Michigan State aren't out of it, I think he's still going to probably, you know, they're going to keep recruiting him and he may look at him. But he came out and said Georgia and Ohio State are his top two. All right. Finally, All today, right. oh, actually, we got two more we want to get to. Uh, let's talk about, since we're talking about offensive linemen, uh, you got to next go to Logan Brown at a East Kentwood. Well, he's our number one guy in the state, and which surprised some people. You know, Devontae Dobbs has been on the radar for so long that I think it surprised some people. But Logan is built exactly how you want him to be built, six foot six, 300 pounds, um, very, very flexible. And he's going to a place in Wisconsin that I think, you know, they've turned their left tackle is about to be a first-round pick. He was a high school quarterback. So you yeah. think about what they can do with a guy like Logan. I think he's destined for greatness. Well, I tell you, Wisconsin, what they come in, like, rank fifth? Fourth. Oh, fourth. I mean – 
It is it is amazing. I think for the longest time there was a myth around here that Wisconsin was this little team that couldn't. And I'm like, yeah. wait a second, what about all those Big Ten championships? I think maybe it's because of the split. They haven't had much success other than that first year. This team is loaded. And, Alan, you correct me if I'm wrong, Wisconsin's going out and getting guys from everywhere now, starting to make a name for themselves on the trail. They are. And, you know, one of those places is Michigan. They've had mm-hmm. a lot of success in Michigan. I just read today, Scotty Nelson from U of D Jesuits going to be a starter up there. Wow. Um, and but yeah, they're going to the West Coast. They're going all, all over the place. They're not forgetting about their in-state kids, but they get a lot of those guys as preferred walk-ons that do well. So yeah, Wisconsin is, is one of those schools that you feel like might turn the corner into a national brand pretty soon here. They've grabbed about a half dozen blue chippers from from this area yeah, in the last yeah. two three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, hey, they're running. They run a great program. You know, why wouldn't you want to play there? All right, let's talk about, uh, finally, uh, the senior defensive end. He's on our watch list, on our anvil list here, uh, to start out Darius Robinson out of Canton. Well, he's one of the few uncommitted top guys left in the state. Um, He's got five officials left to use. I think he's going to use them all. Maryland, Colorado, uh, Rutgers, Michigan State, and Syracuse. I think it's going to come down to Michigan State and Syracuse, though. Syracuse was a school that's recruited him for a long time. Michigan State's obviously the in-state school. They offered him in June. They get the last two official visits. It's probably going to come down to a foot race between those two schools. Some people think he's going to stay closer to home. Some people think the longtime relationship with Syracuse is going to pay off. And Syracuse's defensive line coach, Vince Reynolds, is from Detroit, coached at Central, coached at Western. So he's got a lot of ties back to the state. So that's going to be an interesting battle. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be a layup for Michigan State when they offered. That's not the case. So I think... Um, you know, he's open to some of the other schools he's taken officials to, but ultimately I see that one coming down to those final two visits there in East Lansing and in Syracuse. Hey, a- Alan, Scott Bernstein, can you uh, add a little flavor to the story that's kind of surrounding him that this is, a, I mean, obviously he's a late bloomer. He wasn't a guy that a lot of people knew about until the last couple months, but I, I heard somewhere that he never played organized football until like last year. Last year, that was it. That was his first year. And it's interesting you bring that up. I think that's part of the reason he likes Syracuse. He was at Canton Prep uh, for the first two years, was trying to be a basketball player, transferred over to Canton, started playing football. And it turns out there were some classes from Canton Prep that didn't transfer over right. Syracuse, as I understand it, was one of the schools that helped him kind of get all of that figured out and helped him uh, get on the right path. So, yes, very raw, but has turned the corner quickly. I think that's why some schools didn't offer at the end of last fall. They monitored him. Michigan State got him in camp. A couple other schools got him in camp and said, wow, this guy is learning the game really, really fast. Tremendous upside. Six foot six, 250 pounds. I kind of see him as a, a baby Malik McDowell. Malik was kind of a raw, long, tall guy that could play inside or out. Darius is similar, um, maybe not quite as big. And, and Malik played, I think, three years of varsity football by this point. Darius has only played one. But there's kind of similar body types and playing styles. The tape I've watched, he's got a great burst great. off the snap. A guy that, you know, is like an immediate clear and present danger in that backfield. Yeah, and the game that really caught my eye last year, the game that I watched in, in its entirety that I didn't know who he was yet, was when they played Belleville in the playoff. And I can say this is number five, big athletic kid. So he brought his best against the best schools. And, and uh, I think you're going to see he's one of the guys that I think will make the biggest jump from last year to this year just because of you know how little football he had played last year and how much work he's put in in the offseason. 
All right, fantastic. That is the Michigan Student Aid Recruit Report. He is Alan True of 24-7 Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Alan True, T-R-I-E-U. All right, Alan, hey, man, we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll see you. All right, guys, we're going to take another timeout. When we come back, we are going to wrap up our preview of some more big games that are taking place across the state. This is the Football Forecast. I want to be a dermatologist, and though a lot of universities tried to recruit me for basketball, Lawrence Tech had the science curriculum that I wanted. LTU's Southfield campus is a great place to learn, and the classes are small enough that I don't have to wait for office hours to talk to my professors. They're usually right by my side, challenging me and guiding me toward a successful future. Lawrence Tech. Possible is everything. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's, Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. Hungry Howie's makes it easy. It's just a little mini pizza box, but we make lots of money, lots of dough. Go to DoughRazor.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. All right, guys, welcome back to the Football Forecast. Again, we appreciate our sponsors. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, this is Sean Belizean, Scott Bernstein, Matt Mowry. I'm Lauren Plant. We were joined in the previous segment by Alan True. You'll see him or at least hear from him all season long. And uh, we're here to kind of wrap it up, fourth quarter, hands in the air, as we uh, get to some other big games around the state. And we do have some big ones, uh, not at the PKC, and uh, a couple at the big house. And one of them is Granville and Clarkston getting together. That's the Friday nightcap. Uh, and defending Division One state mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. No way we thought we would say that. Nope. Uh, in the, the at any coaching, time last year. coaching jobs and performances by a group that no, had no, no high-profile talent None. and made a run through that state tournament and then knocked off a West Bloomfield team in a weird game, yeah. 3-2, 3-2 in the state finals where they they equalized and and dismantled a I Lakers know. team that I had, know. you know, a dozen Division One. I was shocked, stunned, appalled. It was crazy. Isn't it amazing? It, it goes to show you again, trenches, 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 yeah. trenches, because that's what Clarkson brings in. You no, brought no. up Rocco Spindler, and it's it's funny. You know, I, I worked with his dad. Yep. It became a friend of mine. I held Rocco when he was a baby. Right, exactly. Rocco could hold all of us in yes. the table oh, I know. right now. I, I know. mean, he is really he's, he's a monster. Sophomore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a monster. He's only a sophomore. But he's but one uh, of just a slew of guys. Like you said, Maybe not the high-profile guys, but, boy, I'll tell you what, when you talk about trenches, they got it made. Well, him, and him and Garrett Dellinger, yep. you know, the Bruise brothers, yeah, yeah. in the middle of both that offense and that defense, yeah. guys that started as, as I'm not, I'm freshman. true freshmen, yeah, started yeah. as freshmen yeah, in yeah, high school yeah. <laughs> at the varsity level on a team that won a state championship. Um, that obviously brought some uh, attention their way. Yeah. All uh, both, both those guys have gotten Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State offers before they took their first uh, snap of, of sophomore year, and they're going to be the heart and soul of that um, line play for the next 
three years. Yeah, make no um, bones about it. Clarkson's going to have to reload. They've got uh, four starters on defense, uh, just two on offense two, coming back. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. So, uh, but again, three state championships in the past five years. That's These amazing. guys have figured it out how to coach them up. Uh, there is no question about it. But you've heard, uh, you've heard of the movie ahead. The Two Jakes. Yeah, the Jack Nicholson movie in the eighties. Yeah, I remember. This I is, love that movie. This offense is the Three Jakes. Quarterback Jake yeah. Jensen, senior stepping in. Uh, to start at quarterback, and then you got uh, a real nice one-two punch in the backfield between Jake Bellett and Jake Honstetter, who's a transfer over from Holly, an all-Flint uh, Metro League player. So uh, I think those three by themselves with a, a nice receiving core, no you know, real high-profile talent, but a group of guys that go you know, almost a half-dozen deep uh, in terms of guys you can throw the ball to, I'm, I'm pretty confident that that offense will, uh, will hold their own. Well, yeah, I think this will be a good game. I really do. Uh, Granville's coming in. You know, teams made the playoffs four straight years. Again, you know, those of us in Southeast Michigan or anywhere who kind of dismiss a little bit of what's going on on the West Side, you really Don't. shouldn't because just look at the state championships, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, in, in all the divisions over the past uh, few years. A lot of them West Siders uh, and a lot of them winning three, four, five in a row in some cases. Um, so uh, I think uh, Granville's going to come in. This is a team that uh, their entire offensive backfield is back this season, uh, and Landon Pohl is their quarterback, and uh, I think he is somebody who is, uh, I got to see him a little bit last year, and I really liked uh, how he played. Uh, they've got a kind of a, a good tandem in the backfield, so they're going to run the ball, so Cl Clarkson's going to be tested, uh, I think, right off the bat, and um, and again, I think it's, it's going to be the line play, uh, because I think both uh, will be strong, even though we don't know a lot about Clarkson's right now, we know they're young and big and bruising and good, uh, they're just going to have to be tested now in an environment like the big house, uh, which can be a little intimidating. I want to piggyback on something that you yeah. said. Granville is one of those schools as well that, that the athletic department as a whole, I mean, they've, they've yeah. just kind of exploded oh, yeah. across the board yeah. in multiple sports. And yep. you better have your shop in order on the west side. I mean, honestly, because if you don't have your shop in order, you're going to get run. Yeah. So what you've seen is you've seen a lot of schools out there just get better and get yeah. better fast He's in football. About to talk about. There yes. you go. Absolutely. Falcons are, are a prime example of that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, let's move on. Uh, let's go to uh, East Kentwood, which we wanted to talk about. This is a game that's going to be played on Saturday at 4 o'clock. It's going to be at Grand Valley. So it's going to have, have that college environment as well. A lot of teams doing this now on the opening weekend, and I love it. I think it's great to play Absolutely. at college stadiums. Uh, so East Kentwood is taking on Mona Shores. Uh, both teams have star power. Let's just start off by saying yes, go the, ahead. the assembly of talent yes. on the line at East Kentwood. It's incredible. I, I, I dare say, it, that's obviously astounding, it's generational. We're talking about four guys on the line, not just Maisie Smith and Logan Brown. Uh, you go to the junior class, you got Bryce Mostella and Dallas uh, uh, Fincher. You're talking about four guys that will all be playing power conference football in two years and possibly making huge impacts at the next level. I, I don't know how you game plan for that. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a uh, very difficult. Uh, Mona will counter with Jacob Wahlberg, Demario Demario Roberson. Roberson. Yep, mm -hmm. both going to Western. Uh, so we'll see how uh, how that plays out. This is the first time these two have played since 2002, which is a surprise considering the proximity. Mona Shores always plays somebody good mm -hmm. right out of the box. Yeah. So they want to challenge themselves before they get to conference play, and that's that'll do it. That's that's a good way to challenge yourself by taking on the big bully on the block or one of them at least. Yeah, it's not absolutely. just it's not just East Kentwood in terms of what Sean said about 
having your house in order or one of these teams is going to pop up out of you know maybe not necessarily out of nowhere but it's going right. to pop up mm-hmm. and knock you off. Mona Shore is one Shores of those groups yeah. over the last you know five five years that has has really made strides as a program. That's right, and I believe they're still in Division Two. So with that said, Division Two is always you know has, has really routinely become one of the most hard to predict. Um, because, you know, these teams makes run, whether it's De La Salle, whether it's going to be King, whether it's going to be Mona Shores or somebody else who comes along. Uh, and sometimes, you guys, who knows how big Muskegon's going to get. They might be pushing themselves up to Next uh, game Division we're going to talk two, about, so. yes. best game in the state, yeah. week one. Well, let's get into it then. Uh, Friday at 7, could be a 7.30 game because I think the JV are yeah. playing before, which is kind of a neat thing. Have the JV play, then the varsity play. This is at Alma College, mm-hmm. and it is Ithaca and Pewamo Westphalia. And if you sleep on Pewamo Westphalia, you just aren't following high school football because there's a reason they're the back-to-back D7 state title holders. And then when you talk about Ithaca, you're talking about a team who again is on an unprecedented winning streak. It's at 73. It's incredible. And I think you're right. I originally and, and, did not have this in my lineup because I don't know how I missed it. And Matt was like, you think we could talk about Ithaca Pemwamo? And I forgot they were playing. And uh, I'm glad we're talking about it because that, it is going to be Muskegon fantastic. and De La Salle and then Catholic Central, uh, yeah. Warren, uh, or sorry, Catholic Central, Waldeck Western. It's a toss-up. Yeah. yeah. Three powerhouse games. Unlike college football, I might add. Yes. Because in college football, you yeah, know, very oh, know. very rarely do we get the good... We'll get the good it's, matchup it's on Labor right. Day. Central. Yeah, right. we'll yeah. get the good matchup on Labor Day usually. And, you know, Michigan-Notre Dame, if I may for a second, is good. But this is this is loaded. I'm glad you brought that up as well. Because, yeah. I, I mean, not just the, the, the history, but, you know, darn good teams now. You Absolutely. know, intrigued all, all the way, Matt. Well, last time, last time Ithaca lost a regular season game was 2009. Right. <laughs> Half these kids were what in elementary school yeah, right. that are playing That's now, ridiculous. right? Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, St. And if Charles. If they had gotten them. bumped up to five, they probably would continue their state championship streak. Yeah. They, you know, they ran into uh, a tough game last year, losing. I mean, Jackson Lumen Christie was as strong as anybody. You know, so. an interesting side Division story. Division six. Uh, Sorry, they were seven. Yeah, or or, or a. Um, Kind of a, a feel-good piece of what's going on down there at the quarterback position. You got two kids with just incredible uh, bloodlines that are going to share snaps. You got Brady Hasbrook, yeah. whose dad is the venerable it's Terry, Terry Hasbrook, yeah. yep. and then you got Peyton Smith, whose brothers were the Smith brothers, the that, Smith have, brothers you know, yeah. that have, including uh, our Mister Football, Travis yeah, Smith, that have uh, won state titles at, at, at Ithaca. So it yeah. should be exciting to see those two guys. I think one's a junior and one's a sophomore. So it should be uh, interesting to see them uh, sharing snaps and running that offense. Well, Ithaca's always got a quarterback. I mean, yeah. going way back to when I was covering them and they had Josh Brem, I mean, they always have somebody under center who can hurt you somehow, whether it's with the feet. You know, some of them have been running quarterbacks. Other ones have been, you know, throwing the ball around. But they always find somebody who can beat you at the quarterback position. And right now they may have two. It's just cool just to, to know where these guys come from, where mm-hmm. they're, where they're uh, uh, the pedigree that, that they have. Uh, their the, the pocket pedigree, if you will. Absolutely. Uh, in and again, when it comes to success, last eight seasons, Ithaca's won five state titles. Uh, 
uh, and Pewama Westphalia has reached the past three D7 state finals. They've won the last two, two winning programs getting together. You love it that they schedule love that. It. It's fantastic. And uh, again, I think we're there's a lot of things that are right in high school football, you know, and a lot of people like to focus on some of the negatives. Um, there's a lot of great that's that's happening out there. So uh, we are looking forward to that. We do have one more game we'd like to talk about, and that is Muskegon and Warren. You can argue South. that's the best game. Yes, yeah. you yeah, can. I was uh, not going to yeah. step on you there, but yes, I think Two there, are, state there are many that yeah. would say we will have highlights of this game on yep. state champs coming up. Uh, again, Muskegon coming off their first perfect season since 2008, 14-0. Um, they, yeah, last year they were, uh, you know, I guess you Electric. could. You could, I mean, if you want to pick, like, who is the true single champ if they all had to play, I mean, I, I would have really been hard-pressed to say that De La Salle. Uh, or Clarkston was going to be able to beat Muskegon I, last year. I just they averaged yeah. fifty one and a half uh, yeah. points Incredible. a game. Yeah. Averaged. Yeah. They they topped sixty points five yeah. times. Exactly. It was just by the way, it just, came, it just became official. I think in the last couple of days that Ladarius Jefferson officially is now a running back at state. They okay. decided to place him at tailback. He was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. that, I think we that, all knew that's where he was going to go. He was going to be a running back, and uh, good for him. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be fantastic. He was a human highlight reel. Yeah. He was. I mean, I think he was – I think he uh, – they may have had 70 offensive plays. He ran the ball like 67 of them. Yeah. I think he threw it twice. And Muskegon's another one of those schools we were just talking about. Matt, you just made reference. Yeah. Muskegon's another one of those schools. That, where do you want us to go? Where where do you want us to go play to CC? Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Where do you want yeah. us to go? And, yeah. You know, they're another team. You know what they're going to bring to the table. They have a bunch of behemoths year after year. It seems like there's a, a, a pipeline out there. They're a big team. They're a physical team. And this will be a fun one to watch. Yeah. No question. They got Cam Martinez yes. coming over from Muskegon Catholic right. Central yeah. in the, the small school ranks. right in. Yeah. Who, had, who won a state championship as a freshman under yeah. center at at, uh, at MCC and now is moving into the into the big leagues, yes. into the into the fast lane. And uh, I, I know we got him uh, on our uh, is in our watch list or or our uh, our top ten. No, he's not in. The, he's not in the top ten. I think. I think I. I don't know if I put him on the watch well, he, list. He's someone, he will be. He's someone who probably will yeah. be he will soon. Be. He's only a no, junior. I, know, I debated. He's I, a junior, and, he, and he's a mini Ladarius Jefferson. Yeah, I did not yeah. probably put, has a better arm. Yeah, I did not put him on the watch list yet. Um, I put Austin right there, but you know what? He again. I just want to give him a game and see where is that. He may just jump right into the top yeah. ten right away. So uh, again, he's already. I mean, he's a three star. Uh, Boston College, Kentucky. I think most of the MAC. Is recruiting that kid, so they just replace you know what is a Muskegon legend now uh, with who who could be, but they've got to go up against a Warren De La Salle team that does not back down to anyone. And who's got one of the best defenses? What they did, time. absolutely. What they did in the state finals, what they did in the Catholic League last year was flat out dominant. Mike Giannoni is such a uh, an interesting guy in how he uh, his approach to football. It's always defensive oriented and toughness. Uh, I remember, I mean, I remember the first day I went into Dakota. This was, I think, the first state championship year. And I went I went into the locker room and they had, like, Macomb, Dakota on the weight weight pallets. You know what I mean? All the all the uh, plates had, you know, Macomb, Dakota. He, had, he was running a, like, a college program, it seemed like. And just all those kids were bought in. And being at Warren D. LaSalle now, where he's not restricted to zip codes, 
uh, he basically has his choice of the Mac there to say, come on, if you want to play for me, uh, we'll, we'll do it right here. And in just a short period of time, he's creating a program that I think is. And he's got great I leaders. I think if you're. That's, if you're, that's if, the, half the battle. Yeah, right? the it, great if, leaders. If you're, yeah. Defense right now, Jacob Dobbs. Yeah. Uh, middle linebacker Devin Campbell, Devin Campbell Josh uh, DeBerry, outside linebacker Josh DeBerry, who I've been singing his praises. Yep. I think he's the most underrated yep. uh, defensive back in the senior class. Yep. Um, just when you have three leaders like that that are going and implementing yeah. what Coach Giannone and the staff are are drawing up. You know, here, here's the interesting thing. It, it's uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. It wasn't that easy for this team. Right. A lot of guys didn't buy in. Yeah. And you know, Mike talked about that extensively oh, right. last year. There was a that, that, coup at the yeah, beginning yes, on June on coming we're in. We're done. And you know what? That's when the leadership that Bernie yes. talked about stepped up and said, "Guys, let's mm -hmm. stay the course." And you, have to. Uh, you know, those that stuck around, I got to be pretty happy they stuck around because they ended up winning a championship. I know a lot's going to be made about replacing a quarterback. People forget they replaced the quarterback last year yeah. too. Yeah, I think Luke Fromm did all yeah. right. You know, I, th I think he was okay. He's yeah. taking his talents. This to junior's State, so name is Anthony Stepnitz. They're going to be okay. He's stepping They're in. They're going to. You know what? You saw, in my opinion, you saw Kidden Fromm. It just got better as the year oh, went on. Yeah. There was no question about that. I would expect the same. And then he took the pilots year. to the Final Four in basketball. Yeah. Yes, he did. He was all right. dirt off his shoulder. It was a good yeah, year. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. So, uh, all right. So I think what we can do to kind of wrap it up is we can have kind of fun and make some predictions, even though my predictions are always terrible. So, mm -hmm. guys, don't get mad at me. If I choose you to win, you'll probably – or if I choose you to lose, you'll probably end up winning. But what, why don't we just start right with that game right there, Muskegon De La Salle, who you guys got. We'll start with Scott. I'll go Muskegon. You know they're playing, a, you know, in Big Red territory, and I just think uh, the talent on the one side of the ball will will win out in this. Who you Me got? Too. You got Muskegon. Yep. I got Muskegon. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, I as much as I want to go for De La Salle right now, I just think playing in Muskegon, I think, is going to give them an advantage. There, you know, if this was a, a basketball game, they'd be hoisting the state championship <laughs> banner. Even though De La Salle will be doing that back at Wayne State, this is a home and home. So they'll be at the PKC next year. Muskegon will be coming down, uh, and that's De La Salle's home field. If you don't know that, they play at Wayne State. Um, I think this year I'm going to give the advantage to Muskegon, but I think it's going to be a slight edge. I, I think it's going to be a, a hard-fought, maybe a 14-13 kind of game. And win or lose, this game, a, a playing in yeah. this environment, yes. playing against this type of yes. game, it's going to bode well and Absolutely. pay dividends further bode down well. the line. Yep. With, with For both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. Win or lose. Yeah, how about uh, the uh, game we talked about before that, Ithaca and Pewama, Westphalia? I got to go with Ithaca. Yeah, I go with Ithaca. Ithaca. Yeah. I'm going to take Paywamo in this just in the fact that I was so impressed with how they played the last couple of years at Ford Field. And, uh, and again, this is no press on uh, Terry, obviously. I think his Ithaca teams are fantastic. Neutral site, uh, I'll be the oddball. The, uh, we'll say Pawamo can, can pull it out. But we'll see. Mona Shores and East Kentwood. Uh, I'm going to take Mona Shores in this one, believe it or not. I like East Kentwood, the, the line. You just I, as you said, How do you game plan against that? I don't care who you yeah. are. I don't care Carefully. who you are, where you are. How the good you thing is you've had six months to do it. Yeah, because you know four who you're going to play. Yeah, four yeah, yeah, guys exactly. that are six five, yeah. three, pushing three hundred pounds. I know. That's a college line. It is. It is. So obviously you're taking East yeah. Carolina. Yes. I'm taking East Carolina. Okay. See, I can be the odd man out. It's all good. So uh, I don't feel bad either way. Granville and Clarkston at the Big House. Uh, I went back and forth when I was thinking about about this just because. Again, if Clarkston maybe was going to lose a game, maybe it would be the first one. It was kind of like um, 
uh, Ithaca losing to Monroe St. Mary Catholic Central yep. right out the gate, mm-hmm. you know, uh, <laughs> as they were trying to figure some things. I think they're going to learn a lot about themselves in this game because Granville is going to bring it. But I do think that in the end, Clarkston, wearing the winged helmets in the big house, is going to pull it out. It's a big bear trap. I, I agree with you. It's a big, big bear trap. But I think Clarkston's going to avoid the bear trap and, and win this one. You know, over the years, I've, I've made the mistake of underestimating Kurt Richardson and that staff. Me too. When they've had to go into rebuilding mode, I quote know. unquote. Or, you know, even last year. And I'm just, I, I, I can't I'm going to stop doing it. <laughs> and I'm going to just say, I don't care that you only got six starters yeah. back. Yeah. I don't care that you're replacing everyone on offense except for the two sophomores. Yeah. I think Clarkson is going to make a statement that they're back. They're, 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 they're going to be a tough out and they're going to be fighting tooth and nail to def- defend that state championship. And I think you're going to see it in week one. And I think they are so good at whether it's going to be a shootout or it's going to be three to two. They're going to find a way to shut it down and get it done. And so until they, until we see differently, it's the beauty about going into week one. We really haven't seen these teams yet. So what do you think? Hey, you're king of the hill until somebody pushes you off. True. And Clarkston's still the king of the hill. I got to go Clarkston. Okay. Uh, let's get to the PKC and the matchups we talked about. Let's start with uh, Oak Park and Utica Eisenhower. Should be, again, a, a tough battle Thursday at 4 o'clock. Uh, personally for me, uh, I am going to take Eisenhower in this one and i think that um i think uh, from a talent perspective you could give it to oak park but i think sometimes especially in week one you got to work some things out and i think you guys and howard is really going to be ready for this game matt i'm going to go with oak park they've been knocking on the door for so many years and it it seems like this is the team i mean they've had talent but it seems like this is the team that's going to get them over that that home feel the same way oak park I go Oak Park, uh, but I think it's going to be closer than maybe some people think. I'm going to say like 24-21. Okay. All right. Uh, Detroit Catholic Central and Wald Lake Western. Uh, This is one that I went back and forth with as well. Uh, However, uh, and I rarely bet against Detroit Catholic Central. I'm not going to in this game. I think that they are going to come out. And I think that Dan Anderson has a firm grip now on what he has. Let me tell you something. If you ever go over to Catholic Central, um, that school now is thriving as much as it ever has. Mm -hmm. There are more kids banging to get in the door to play there. They have an athletic culture uh, at Catholic Central that is rare. They got by far the best uh, uh, um, football stadium and uh, resources and just – the, the the all the bells and whistles yes. you could mm-hmm. ever want from yes. a program in Metro Detroit. I, yes. I haven't seen some of the facilities yes. on the west side of the yes. state. And for here, and know, again, I know better. both teams have something to prove based on how things ended last year. Um, but I will say that Catholic Central knows they're coming in an underdog, and they love that, and they're using that as fuel for the fire. So I'm taking CC Matt. I'm going to take Wald Lake Western for exactly the reason you just mentioned. They want to get that taste out of their mouth yeah, from last year, and they want to do it fast. Yeah. And I think I think they've been champing at the bit for months to get yeah. this and going. And they've got a coach to rally around, you know, a new, a sure. new beginning. So they've definitely got a, a mantra to, to play for. I'm going to take uh, Detroit Catholic Central. I think Wald Lake Western is going to be outstanding this year. Yes, yeah, so do I. Incredible. Yeah. Really, really, really good. Yeah. But not this first game. Right. How's that? And again, it doesn't hurt you. All you need is six yep. wins and then you can take care yep, of it. Yep. This, these are the games that, that, that make them in. I'm going to say Western 31-28. Okay. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Okay. Western, you know, the only question I have about Western is is, is defense, defense up front as well yeah. as the linebacking core. Right. But I think their offense has enough in, the, in terms of Loaded. leadership and tangibles. 
I'm going to say Western. It's going to be a great game. I'm, I can almost guarantee that. That's Thursday at 7. Get out there. State champs will be there. It's, it's going to be awesome. All right. So, and if you're just listening to this podcast, it's 3 o'clock on Thursday. You've got a couple hours to get out yes, there. So, check out it out. There. So, uh, Friday at 7, Davidson, Southfield, A&T. I am going to take Southfield, A&T. Uh, they have disappointed me, especially in the early goings of many, uh, many seasons, uh, where I feel that um, for, even when Sam Johnson was the quarterback there, uh, that they just didn't have the game plan they needed to for that particular opponent. Um, but sometimes they have trouble getting up for, for games. I, yeah, I don't think they're gonna. A, I don't you didn't know who you're yeah. gonna get every week. They're not gonna have trouble being at Wayne State. It's the Friday night nightcap. I think they're going to come out ready to go. They've been able to focus on this opponent for the entire training camp. So I'm going with Southfield A&T in a close one. So am I. I, I think it's a close one. 98-91, something <laughs> right. like that. Yeah, with yeah. that Southfield. I like this A&T team a lot. All jokes yeah. aside, I mean, the yeah, offense, we talked about it earlier. Yeah. I like this team a lot. I, I think they're going to flip the script this year. A&T by two touchdowns. A name to look out for is a, 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 a just a quick aside. One of the issues I think they have with they get a lot of transfers. Yeah, um, I know. Every, every year you're kind of blending a yeah. new group together. Yeah. Right. And sometimes what you see on paper isn't always translating to what you're seeing in a, a no playoff No question. Um, but it goes year to year. Yes. under Conley, they've gone to two Final Fours. So yes. They haven't yet quite made the run to, uh, to, to Ford Field. But uh, a guy to look out for in terms of uh, transfer, Chris Robinson, just came over there from Detroit Renaissance, 6'6" wide receiver um all psl last year has a couple division one offers from the mac he's a kid that's going to join a very talented receiving core already with saunders carter cam McEvans, and then devin baldwin a defensive end recruit from western michigan that's going to play tight end so uh i, I think they're going to score a lot of points this year and robinson's gonna, robinson's going to have a big game in his first game in a uh, warrior uniform all right you said Telfield, right yeah Okay, yeah. okay. All right. Cast. I haven't, but I will. Oh, oh yes. you are. Okay, yeah. I forgot if I asked you. Okay, yeah. that's your, your It's going to be high scoring, yeah. but yeah, it's okay. going to be Southfield. All right, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I always want to call them the Blue Jays, but they're not the Blue yeah, Jays. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I can't old stop, stop yeah. it. Yeah. I don't even remember. What are they now? Warriors. Warriors, that's yeah. right, which is a great name, but yeah. Brother Rice has one right down the street. I don't know why you choose that. That's a whole other topic. We can go there. Castec River Rouge should be a really intriguing game. Uh, I think that River Rouge is... A little outmatched in this. I think it's great that they're playing. And for Corey Parker, he gets it. The coach at River Rouge, he knows that these are the games we want to play. And these are the games I need to teach my men that you need to step up and and deliver. Because they have had disappointing performances in their Final Fours uh, over the last few years. Disappointing to them because they expect to win the state championship. I had always expected them. I kept picking them to win the state championship. And they and they couldn't uh, couldn't get there, um, but uh, I think Cast Tech is um, is going to come out and is going to Cast Tech plays well at the PKC. And if and if and you watch these games, whether it's Brother Rice or whether we're playing Oak Park, uh, you know if it's Mikey Weber running in the second I half. Mikey Weber, yes, that was his breakout. Exactly, he had a ridiculous yes. against Brother Rice. Yes, exactly. And that was when he, he yes. came on the scene and said, "Guess what? I'm the best running back in the state, maybe in the whole Midwest." And that was you're it. seeing it at the college level. They, they they play great in this game. It's in their backyard. They'll probably walk there. That's kind of their tradition in the state finals, how they walk from campus to Ford Field, no matter what the temperature is. Uh, I got cast out. I just don't think you can overcome the yeah. D4 to D1. Yeah. Mm-mm. Even yeah. though 
River Rouge has a lot yeah. of talent there. Uh, the size differential, and you know, I just think that uh, Cast Tech's going to win this. But I think you know, it'll yeah. be within ten points. I think it'll be it's going to be hard. Hit. Corey Parker use this. This will make River Rouge better by the end of the year. Yeah. Count on it. But, yeah, but I, that's Tech. why you play. That's why you schedule these games yep. for not now, not August, but for November. Yep. Yeah, this is one of those that launches a playoff run or a championship run even in a loss, yep. and I think that's probably what happens. All right, finally then, Detroit King and East St. Louis out of Illinois. Again, we don't know a whole lot about East St. Louis, and I'm totally uh, having a total mind meld here because I can't – King had a super exciting game last year. Uh, in, the fir- in the first In uh, the first PKC, week. yeah. And I remember they, they had was super excited. They made some great plays. Like I think it's an interception or something. Yeah, I don't even know if they won or lost. I can't remember, but I know it was super excited. I think it was an out-of-area team that is really, really good. So we're all kind of drawing a blank, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to go with Detroit King here in their backyard. Um, I really don't know much about East St. Louis. I just know that they're going to bring it. And uh, I think King this year more than any is theirs – in, to start the season, I'm going to say it right now, Division Two is theirs mm-hmm. to lose. Yep, I agree with you, and I'm complete homer pick. I'm yeah, yeah. King too. Right. I, you know, I know what I've read about East St. Louis. Yeah. How's that? But I'm going, I'm going homer. Yeah, I'll take too. King. Yep. Yeah, you yep. got to go with King this year. Yep. Yeah. Scotty, I'm trying to get us who. Uh, oh yeah, last <laughs> year's game. Who they won. Who they yeah, won? I can't remember. I know it was super exciting. I didn't get a chance to go. I saw. I caught some. Video clips and uh, and it was, obviously it was Indianapolis Cathedral. There you go, yeah. 38, yeah. 38, 35. Yep. and they yep. won. Yep. Yeah. and it yep. was yep. late, and they won. Yep. I think they got an interception yeah. late. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's so a gl- great game. Yeah, I'm sure. glad. Yeah, exactly. So I'm glad you brought that up. I remember afterwards, I was like, oh, we were on the cusp if we were going to cover that for state champs. We were like, well, it's out of area. You know, yeah. I'd rather have a couple Michigan teams, you know, for the TV show. But I wish I'd been there. Um, but, I'll go with King. Uh, I'll go with King as well. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that they do this. I mean, this is what's great about King is scheduling these out-of-state powers for the final game, the the 6 p.m. Saturday game at Wayne State. What a great way to end the first I'm week. I'm excited for Penny ball. Boone. He, you know, he started to come on last year as a sophomore. He's a 6'2", 220-pound running back, size, yeah. speed, hits the hole. I, I think that this is going to be the first of many great games over the next two years. I also believe that uh, Daquan Finn wants to leave his mark as one of the great no quarterbacks question. of all time. This is going to be his year to do that. Uh, he's going to have uh, plenty of opportunities uh, against the likes of East St. Louis and, and Cass Tech uh, probably a couple of times, uh, as well as who they get in the playoffs, which again, as the playoffs move along, uh, will be powerhouse after powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really think, uh, you know, again, like Alan said in the recruit report that, you know, people just kind of don't really think about Daquan yet as as being, you know, one of the best in the state. We do. We have him in the Mr. Football race. Uh, also, in this day and age, it it's here. really unfortunate that he had I, a great year. If last you're year. not six five yeah. or six six, if you're just six two, which Daquan is, you're mm-hmm. just unfortunately you get overlooked at the quarterback spot. But it, it doesn't always match up. Look at the pros right now. Look at just you know the two of the best quarterbacks in the league, Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson, Drew Brees. Yeah. They're both six two. So there you go. Yep. That's why Alex Malzone never got on the field yeah. at Michigan because Harbaugh, who was a small quarterback, hates small quarterbacks. I, I'm convinced Drew Brees isn't touching 510. I, I, it was right. there, so I just had to throw. I'm convinced he's not it's, touching 510. It's with 510. the cleats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's no question. 
All right, gentlemen, boys, this has been fun. I uh, hope you have enjoyed it out there. This is the first football forecast. We're going to do this every week for the next 13 weeks. And uh, again, I know those who miss the radio show, I miss the radio show, but this is a lot more free form for us to kind of talk about uh, in depth what we want to instead of every eight minutes. Oh my goodness, we got to take another break um, because uh, that gets annoying after a while and two hours flies by and then we have other things that we have to do. So hopefully you've enjoyed it. Certainly give us feedback. You can do it at our website, uh, statechampsnetwork.com. Uh, you can email us, uh, contact us. Of course, talk to us on Twitter. We'll kind of chop this up and put some segments on Twitter. Talk to us there, of course, on Facebook, Instagram, all of that. Uh, we'll see you guys at the games. The football season has begun, so let's get it on, and we'll see you on Monday for a recap on Extra Point.